Hello and welcome to The Future of Tax, the podcast series for tax leaders. I'm joined today by Brad Brown, Head of Global Tax Technology and Innovation, KPMG International, and partner, KPMG in the US. And we'll be discussing the perspectives C-suite executives have of tax departments and their predictions for the upcoming years. Thank you, Brad, for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Brad, KPMG in the US recently conducted a survey of over 300 C-suite executives at organisations with over $1 billion US dollars in revenue, for which there were some interesting findings. Perhaps you can start by telling us about the survey and those high-level findings. Sounds good. Uh, the, the biggest headline we probably start with is that the profession is really at a pivotal moment of transformation. And there's a couple things driving that right now. Obviously, incredible disruption of the technology, uh, just the available technology and what it means to our profession is having a huge impact. And then secondly, the regulatory landscape is in a significant uh, period of, of evolution. Uh, you know, many taxing authorities plus global bodies like the OECD are driving, you know, a lot of additional requirements that our professional have to keep up with. So just, you know, you're going through this big transformation and that came out loud loud and clear in the survey participants. And I should note that the survey was US-based, but, you know, we feel that the findings are generally applicable globally. And the subheadline from the study is that while departments are leaning into technology and trying to leverage data, there's a long way to go. You know, they're early in the maturation process of making the most of the, the data. They're embracing it, but there's uh, a lot of roadway ahead. Thanks, Brad. Let's dive a little deeper into the use of technology and data. Last year, 73% of respondents to the survey indicated their organisations did not know how to use tax data in a forward-looking way. This year's results show some slight progress in how they're leveraging their data to add value. What do these results tell you, and what do you recommend organisations do to get started on this journey? Yeah, great question. Obviously, you know, we were encouraged to see some improvement year over year. So without a doubt, you know, there's some signs of of improvement. Having said that, I think when we step back and and look and dig into the data a bit, we see the results are telling us it's the start rather than than folks getting to the finish line. For instance, uh, over half of organizations are still not using tax data around a lot of key processes, including planning and figuring out about tax policy. So in some of the easier areas or more compliance driven, the respondents come back with with heavy use of the data. But um, as you move to other areas, it becomes less. I mean, I guess to highlight that, just a few more percentages to throw at you, 60% of the respondents are not using tax data to inform overall business strategy. 64% of respondents weren't using data uh, in a strategic way to prepare for audits. Same 64% not looking to leverage data to figure out their ESG strategy. Similarly, in M&A, uh, you know, analyzing sort of the strategy and execution around M&A, 65% of the respondents were not indicating that they were using data in a strategic way. So again, you just see a lot of the planning and strategic areas still with the you know majority of respondents not leading into data. So, so there's a ways to go on that. Uh, so, so good that we've seen the numbers creep up, but you know the overall message for us is that there's, there's a lot of work to be had. 
Thanks for those insights, Brad. In what ways do you foresee organisations leveraging their tax data in the upcoming years? Do you think we'll see considerable progress? So I, I really can't walk into a meeting with a client and not have sort of very high up on that agenda. Our clients focus on data, really, and all our chief tax officers that we're engaging with, data is at the top item on their agenda. I think that focus, you know, speaks volumes in terms of where we're headed. This community zeroes in on on this issue uh, without a doubt. You know, my sense of the upcoming years is you're going to see these numbers start to flip pretty considerably. I think with the period we are right now is kind of moving from the high level hyperbole comments like data is the next frontier, comments data is the new oil. I think everybody gets data is important. I think where we are as communities trying to figure out how to take that next step. And we're starting to see, you know, some some companies putting more resource and time either internally or working with advisors to figuring out what that journey looks like. So again, my crystal ball would say, you know, this has risen to the top of the agenda and folks are trying to push through, you know, how do we practically push this forward? Some work to be had, but, you know, step one, recognize that it's something that needs to be leaned into, and we're seeing that. Interesting. And, and what does the world of tax technology look like? What's working best? Who do you see, countries or companies, making big strides? Again, kind of picking up on the theme I just had, I, you know, I think we're seeing folks lean into the issue of, you know, how do I leverage technology? And how do I uh, leverage or lean into sort of the, the opportunity that's resident within uh, using data in, in better ways? I guess big picture for me, what I kind of keep coming back to this crawl, walk, run, you know, you, you're seeing an evolution. And in terms of what we're seeing and what's working best is the early investments that our folks are making nowadays is better organization of the data. So it's not that people don't want to make the most of the data. I, you know, what we have to recognize is it's not that easy. You know, tax departments are, are dependent on accessing the data of the entire organization more than any other department within a company. It is a thirsty and complex data consumer. It's got, you know, the department has to go to a lot of different sources within the company different groups, different systems, different time periods. You know, tax folks care about data for much longer periods of time than many other stakeholders within organizations. So the headline is, it's not easy. And a big part of the effort is gathering and organizing that data. What I'm seeing now that I didn't see, you know, several years ago is a big recognition and an effort to be very intentional about how they are gathering and organizing that data. And you're seeing, which is lining up nicely with emerging technology. So you're seeing companies start to, to lever technologies they didn't have before. So uh, just to pick a couple examples, in the last few years, you've seen the rise of something called Alteryx, you know, a third party, relatively lightweight, user-friendly data transformation tool that helps with the gathering and sort of that cleansing and preparing the data, if you will, that's now in the hands of tax professionals. That's a new phenomenon just in the last five years, putting them in a better spot. The more advanced companies, in addition to, to sort of that end user tool set, are starting to lean into cloud native capabilities. So the tools around cloud, so if you look at something like the Microsoft Azure stack, 
allowing companies to use that suite of tools to gather, transform, and then house these large sets of data in what we refer to as common data models on the cloud, it's game changing. It's putting them in a position where they can start to lever it. So I rattled off a bunch of statistics a few minutes ago about not, you know, a bunch of areas where tax departments were not regularly using data. Again, I think the barrier is not a lack of desire. It's they haven't had that data uh, in, in an organized way for them to, to be able to do that. Now with these tools like Alteryx and Microsoft Azure and sort of the cloud capabilities, they are getting themselves in the position, you know, sort of step one, having the data with which to analyze. And so I think that's what good looks like right now with a lot of companies uh, that are moving forward and making big strides. For us, I mentioned a moment ago that some of our clients are going on that journey by themselves. Others are looking for an advisor. And so increasingly we're feeling ourselves pulled into our clients' data, uh, sort of this data transformation journey, if you will. And a big part of our investment around that is our digital gateway platform. And again, so we've aligned with Microsoft to stand up and build, you know, this cloud native global platform. And, you know, we're working with our clients to lever those tools to build a, a data ecosystem that can drive those analytics. And so again, uh, we're seeing that, you know, a, a across the globe and seeing a lot of good early results around that. So I think it's a really exciting period. Thanks, Brad. How would you define the modern tax professional? And what are some of the key skills that future tax professionals will need to have? One of the interesting areas in the survey is, is was on the, the resource models and the people component of tax departments uh, and how they're evolving. And, you know, to your question about the modern tax professional, we start to pick up in that survey data a, a change in point of view with respect to the complement of skills that, you know, successful tax professionals have. And we all know that it is essential that folks are technically competent in tax and accounting to be an effective professional. What's being recognized increasingly and you know, the survey data is supported that there's this need to add to that complement of skills, technology skills. And you know, they start sort of, I'll put them in two broad buckets, sort of this group of skills that, that have become table stakes. And I think we all kind of recognize that the majority of tax professionals are completely expert at things like Excel, sort of these user computing skills. But what, what we're seeing in the market and the survey data supports is sort of this, this trend towards, hey, I want to hire in technology competence in a, at least a portion of my tax team. And, you know, things like using low code tools, like the ones I mentioned before, Alteryx is a good example. But you're also seeing the need to be essentially lightweight data scientists, the ability to use, you know, like a Microsoft uh, Power BI to do analytics that you know the data is starting to suggest that and in fact one of the areas that was a bell ringer in the report for us is that departments are increasingly looking for folks that have coding skills so beyond using an alteryx or a power bi they're starting to see how can i inject a degree of of sort of pro, what we would refer to as pro code capability within the tax department again that was a bit of a surprise to see that that number was so high the feedback in the survey this year. But, you know, to me, that tells a great story that sort of the, as these departments look at their future, they're starting to see sort of this upskilling, you know, it was a 12 point increase in looking for 
that coding and technology skill from year over year since the 21 survey. So again, having that that tech first, tax second uh, approach to hiring, I think is going to lead to some you know exciting outcomes in terms of the future operations of these tax departments. A current trend is that fewer students and new grads are opting to become tax professionals. And according to KPMG's recent survey, C-suite executives agree that 2022 has been a difficult year to hire and retain tax talent. Why do you think leaders are encountering difficulty in recruiting and retaining tax professionals with the right skills? And what new approaches are organisations considering in order to bring the right talent on board? That's a huge topic. Again, um, as we... Uh, interact with tax executives in overwhelming sense that, you know, there's this huge war for talent. They're just, as as you suggest, you know, fewer uh, graduates in our space and an increase for talented folks to deal with all the disruption we talked at the, at the top of this discussion. So I, I think you're spot on in terms of sort of the supply and demand uh, is out of alignment at the moment with much more demand for for talent and tax than we're finding out in the market. In fact, in the survey, I think 53% had ranked finding talent with the right skill as the, you know, the greatest recruiting challenge they're facing. So, you know, having over half of this community talking in strong ways about needing this is eye-opening. It's interesting as you as you kind of look deeper into the survey results, you know, you you, you do find some good news and you find some news that you, you scratch your head about a bit. I'll start with the head scratchers for a second. You still see, on one hand, the executives responding that they recognize new skills need to come into the department. And, you know, particularly, as I mentioned just a moment ago, about technology, bringing technology skills into the department. Yet, you can see in their recruiting responses that I think it was 57% of the leaders still prefer to hire tax experts and then hope to teach them technology rather than going the other way is, you know, getting some pure technology folks in there and, and teaching them what they need to know about tax. And so I query, are you really going to close that gap on what they see is a very serious need for, for more tech talent within tax departments while they're spending, you know, 60% of their effort, you know, chasing tax only skills. So again, a bit of a head scratcher. On the flip side, on the encouraging side, what I think think we saw sort of repeatedly in the survey that was extremely encouraging was leaders are beginning to sort of adjust their approach and reaching communities that they hadn't before to bring folks into into the into their tax teams. And so for instance, 83% were seeing more female candidates and, and hiring than compared to previous years. 72% I think were seeing more uh, candidates and doing more hiring from underrepresented groups. So again, encouraging signs that, you know, having success uh, reaching underrepresented communities than in the past. So that that's extremely uh, encouraging. And for what it's worth, you know, KPMG, you know, we're seeing the same, same dynamics. We, for KPMG tax, we've had uh, recruits joining us uh, from underrepresented groups moving up. So that's been very encouraging. For instance, on the HBCUs, uh, hires uh, have increased over 40% over, over the last two years. So again, I think as we're looking in areas that we haven't spent uh, enough time in the past, we're seeing good results in that. So encouraging, 
we see similar data from other sources, ASCPA in particular, shows more women and minorities studying accounting and joining the profession. So I think this trend, you know, this is the beginning of, of, of a trend that I think is really encouraging. So, I mean, I think overall, I think you would expect the tax departments to continue to evolve around sort of diversifying that, that talent, look, you know, and accessing communities they hadn't done before. But I still remain hopeful that they also start to diversify that skill set, as we talked about before, to reach their objectives in terms of getting a blend between tax and accounting talent aligned with having enough technology talent. So I think exciting times overall where it's headed while recognizing sort of the short term, you know, the, the supply and demand stuff. At least it looks as though we've got a path forward on that. The survey findings show that for at least the next five years, a gap will likely remain between the capabilities of many tax departments today and capabilities they need to succeed in the future. What for you are the most relevant tools needed to succeed in tax? So again, picking up on that theme that I think there is a gap in both the skills around technology as well as, you know, we're historically seeing departments invest. In terms of the front half of your question, you know, what are the most relevant tools? I just want to say again, so it doesn't look like, you know, we're looking beyond the obvious. The tools that we've used in the past are still relevant, you know, namely sort of the end user uh, tools like Excel. We're not predicting the death of, of Excel and the use of the department. So I just I want to get that out of the way. Very effective tool. I think where you're seeing uh, a need for more growth, and I, I touched on it briefly before, we need to get our community very comfortable dealing with large data sets and doing analytics. We've got to this place where the tools are there to do sort of self-service analytics. And, you know, so that tool set is, is sort of the emerging one right now. So, and we're seeing the growth and the ability to use Alteryx for data transformation, things like Power BI for analytics. I think it'll continue to evolve where you're starting to see them using R, you know, R language for more analytics. So I think that's the next bucket, if you will, of, of uh, tools. And then I think where you're going to get to shortly is sort of around more cloud, helping to drive machine learning and AI. And, and again, we're not expecting folks to become hardcore data scientists, but these tools are becoming user-friendly enough to where we can get the domain expert helping train sort of machine learning models and AI models. And so you're going to see our tax community being bigger actors, if you will, in, in those. So I think those are, you know, sort of the three big, big buckets for sort of the, the tools that are important. And I probably should have, you know, in that first bucket, the end user, I, I call that a couple, most notably Excel. There's obviously also all the tax applications, um, you know, the tax engines, the Thomson Reuters, the Corp taxes, the CCHs, that will remain extremely relevant. But the growth will be in sort of this middle category of data and analytics, and then sort of this further out in terms of cloud machine learning and AI. Uh, again, exciting to see sort of folks getting a, a little bit more trained and comfortable using those tools. To close out our podcast today, perhaps you can leave our listeners with any predictions you have for the future of tax, as well as what advice would you give for our listeners who may be embarking on a technology transformation? So I guess predictions, um, I guess I'll do safe and easy ones. <laughs> um, I think, and, and maybe these aren't safe and easy. One is, again, the rise of a bunch of technology that we talked about throughout this podcast that people, you know, people in the profession are going to be using more. So I think technology 
is going to become more core. Uh, we're already feeling it. I think that trend's not stopping. So, you know, you know that one's kind of easy to see. I think that the second piece to highlight is user experiences are going to change. And I think, in, you know, in the news right now, we're feeling it quite a bit. Uh, highlighting an example called ChatGBT. It's been in the news a lot, uh, also under the banner of Azure OpenAI. The ability to use what's now a very sophisticated generative AI platform to interact with knowledge bases and computer programs and help augment the professionals. We've been talking about that for quite a bit of time, but now you know we're starting to feel it more and more. That technology has a ways to go, but it's already extremely useful and it's only gonna get more powerful. So I think sort of this, again, I've talked about sort of it's the relationship between us humans and sort of compute power is evolving. And I think that's the big prediction I'd have today is that you've, we're gonna to continue to feel sort of a different user experience and how we lean into the compute power. It's not going to be so much around knowing how to use a tool specifically it's going to be leveraging you know these these ai uh, components like open ai uh, to, to make us more powerful so i think for for me that that's a big uh, a big piece of of the prediction to the second half of your question in terms of if someone's listening embarking on a technology transformation sorry to go to the old adage but i think my sense is you have to simultaneously think big about the long journey ahead and you know what's your aspirational end state but act small so think global and act local is kind of the headline around that is that the movement that we have in terms of transformation is getting so much more enabled by available technology the level of effort to achieve a result and the cost and time are going down so i think the art of the possible is getting so much more powerful. And so I think it's important for folks to start to get some aspirations about where they want to be, but it doesn't take as much as it used to to get started on that journey. So, you know, my headline would be get started. Thanks, Brad. That's great. You've given our listeners a lot to think about. That's all we have time for today, but please join us again next time. And also email us with any questions you have about today's episode at tax at kpmg.com. We'd also love to hear from you with any suggestions you have for future episodes. Thanks for listening.